0: Welcome to the Landscape Photography Vlogcast, hosted by myself, Tom Peters, aka the Photo Ninja, all right north, Paul Thompson Photography, and it's truth mate, it's Matt Bishop. We cover all things photography and chat to some of the best photography minds in the business. Put your feet up, the kettle on, and let's jump straight into this week's vlogcast. Proudly sponsored by F-Stop Camera Bags, making lives of the visual storyteller easier. Welcome back everyone. What's uh what's been going on? It's been a has it been a while? It seems like it's been a
1: while. It's it been four weeks. Like four weeks. Has it been four weeks? I think it's been a <laughs> while, hasn't it? it has been more. Sorry, everybody. We've been um like why have we done one lately? What the hell happened?
2: I don't know. I think we miss, we missed one somewhere along the line. I'm not sure why it happened, but we seem
1: to we miss did. one. Somewhere. I think it was because we're trying to chase up that bloke. What's his name? Bill. Bill Ward. And Ward wasn't <laughs> stuff he kept stuff stuffing the thing, he stuffing the surround all the time. We couldn't get him on. And we finally we finally sucked him in to come on tonight. It took us six months, but we got there. And um <laughs> Bill, how are you, mate? I'm very
3: good. I've been busy. I've been you very, be very busy. busy. I'm, but I'm busy. here now. Delighted. <laughs> Delighted to be here now. Lovely to you all, gents. Great, Great to be <laughs> here. <laughs>
1: Thank you very much, absolutely lovely, to, lovely to have you on. It's been um, we've had actually that many people, especially from the um, the Pentax community, so many people who have wanted to um, to hear to hear your story and hear you uh, talk about photography. And um, oh, we've had that many requests come in and said you got to get Bill Ward in. And um, yeah, we finally got you on. So it's, it's great, great to have you, here, mate. Oh, thank you. No, thank you so much. Delighted to be here far away (laughs) so for people who who don't know who you are um yeah tell us a little bit about yourself mate start off with your how you got into photography basically that's what people want to hear don't they how how it all started
3: gosh um wow that's a big old question isn't it um well i i really started taking pictures when i was about seven i had a kodak instamatic and uh, mm-hmm. it was one of those ones where. Do you remember those? Did you did you ever have one of those? You're probably a bit too young for one of those, but uh... yeah, I remember them. I remember them. Yeah, I remember them. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's kind of one of those things where you uh, the bit that you looked through was completely different to the bit um, that the camera lens saw. So you had a separate eyepiece, to so it was none of this single lens reflex stuff. The the yeah. eyepiece was completely different. To the um, the, uh, the, bit, the the bit through the camera lens essentially, so yeah. you would often end up what you saw and what you got were two completely different things. But um, but I I took a lot of pictures when I was a youngster. So it was sort of when I was seven or eight, I took a lot of um, you know, dogs, cats, cars, cars in particular. We used yeah. to I just ride around with my brother around our kind of neck of the woods, and there was a place. Where there there were a lot of really nice cars, so we used to ride around there and take pictures of all the whatever they were, lotuses and all of that kind of stuff. But um but really, I I, I also took a lot of pictures of um apart from family too, of 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 water and also yeah, okay. um, landscapes. And we used to. I'm from Newcastle upon Tyne, Paul. We were talking about this earlier, and uh, I know you're from um, from just outside of Bamber and. Um, and uh, we used to go up there pretty much all the time. And it, 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 yeah. it, it, we used to go to the northeast coast sort of pretty much every weekend. We'd go to Tynemouth and Whitby Bay. If you're from that kind of neck of the woods, you'll know where I'm uh, talking about. And, um, and my sister still lives there, actually. And um, and we used to sort of make weekly visits to that kind of neck of the woods. So water um, has always played a pretty huge part in my growing up. And, and also the Northumbrian coastline, we used to, visit sort of every square inch of it really up from um from time Mouth going all the way up to holy island and um around that neck of the woods and uh and used to go to different bits of it uh on different occasions to go on holiday up there and, and all of that kind of stuff i mean we also went to on holiday down to cornwall and um and that kind of a thing but often up to bamburgh and uh all sea houses you know that kind of yeah. stretch craster embleton uh so yeah. um so yeah so it and and i always took a camera and we used to go to the Lake District as well, and um, and I used to just stare at water, just stare at it. When we used to go yeah. down to Cornwall, there was um, there's a place called Poldoom. It's a beach on the lizard, and it's mm-hmm. just south or just just north of Mullion. And uh, we stayed there one, um, one summer, and I remember sort of sitting on a rock there um, for like two or three hours at a time, just staring, just sitting, just staring. So I, I I've always had a big thing about water. I'm I'm a bit of a lapsed lapsed uh, surfer, of you know, longboarder really, and um, and I've done a lot of canoeing in my time. And I'll just kind of seek out water wherever I, I happen to be. And if mm. I have a camera with me, then all well and good. And you know, if I don't have a camera with me, then I'll still do it. I'll still go to the coast. I'll still go to waterfalls. I'll still go to the to rivers. Etc. I just like being near it and uh, being near water and um, and mm. sort of for the last sort of twenty years and particularly the last ten or fifteen, I've been taking a lot of pictures of it. So um, so yeah, so that's the sort of I don't know if that's a kind of a, 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 a longer or a short version, but that's pretty much it. And yeah, I think yeah. it's 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 a it's a pretty
1: good description of of someone who like myself um, grew up. And I think everyone can relate to this because when we're kids, we're all extremely creative, aren't we? I think as we get older, we get distracted and and then we're told that we've got to be adults. We're told we're going to grow up, aren't we? Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, and, get, and get proper jobs and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, You know, we are sort of Always put into, something. you know, yeah. Uh, um, it's, it's funny you said that because I, I mean, I, I, I look at you and we'll talk about this further on, Bill, about you as a photographer, um, you know, about creativity. And 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 how I see you as a photographer, but you know, going back to being a child and you say you're sitting there and you're staring at water, and you keep staring at water for hours, that's what we did when we were kids. We sit there and we would stare can you remember when you were a kid and you would stare at like a a brick on a wall? <laughs> and, and, and and with the patterns there is patterns in a brick and you could see like a dragon. You know, and then you could see like this tree fighting up against an axe. And you would try and make all these, these patterns about everything. And you sit there and just stare at it for hours. Do you remember that? Yeah. It's like, was it was, was know, just me. Was that just <laughs> me? Why it might have been just you, the brick The It
3: was like, You've got to be sure out or you know? anything. <laughs> oh. you know, I do know exactly what you mean. There is a thing with fire, isn't yeah. it? And, and as it's a similar kind of a thing, you just look at it. Yeah. I, I do wonder sometimes with a lot of this stuff if it's sort of to do with DNA and going back to you know, lots of scientists talk about it, and anthropologists, don't they, in terms of it's mm-hmm. in the DNA, sort of. Going back to that time when we all lived in caves and and dished yes. fire, and also kind of you know coming out if you don't uh, if you believe in evolution, all of, all of those kind of things, coming out of the primordial ooze and and landing you know uh, yeah. on, on dry land with gills and all of that kind of stuff. We are water, in lots of ways. You know, as humans, we're seventy 80 percent water, um, mm. and uh, and we need it to survive. And and you know, most humans live within sixty miles of it. So it, it, water, it, it, it is one of those things where it is it's sort of extremely important for us at a logical level, at a rational level, we need it to survive, we're made from it. Hmm. But also I think at an emotional level, all of us connect with it, it, it in some kind of way, shape or form. You know, it's, it's, um, it's no secret that houses near water cost more than houses yeah. further away. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? so it's a thing it's a thing thing, isn't it so it it, and that's to do with the emotional connection that we all have with it so um Hmm. i I think sort of you know it 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 it, um it looms pretty large in all of our lives in some kind of way shape or form i would imagine
1: Mm.
2: Mm. yeah it's definitely it's it's fascinating isn't it as a subject i find it the same I, i do a lot of my photography includes water it's it's one of those things that I'm always drawn to because I like the movement of it. I like the way that it changes constantly. It's never the same twice. It's always got that sort of intrigue with it, and uh, I I gravitate to uh, towards any shot that has water in it. In fact, I <laughs> I'll, I'll purposely try and put water in it if I can because it's I just like that. <laughs> I like the texture <laughs> and detail it gives it.
3: Yeah, 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 and it's it is it's like you say it's constantly moving. It's kind of thematic yeah. variations. It's constantly surprising, and and often you don't know what you're going to get until you trip the shutter. You have some idea of what you might get, but that's yeah. very different off often to what you do get. And sometimes it completely surprises you. And yeah, uh, and those kind of moments are, are, are worth their weight in gold, isn't it? Aren't they?
2: yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing, I'm guessing with you saying that as well is that's where the fascination with ICM comes. Because you've kind of, it's got this similar sort of appeal almost. Because you're never quite sure how it's going to turn out. You've got an idea, but you haven't got the end result until you actually
3: see what you've produced. Really. Mm. So yeah, I'm I, I, yeah. No, I I couldn't agree more. I, I, I it's it's all about potential, isn't it? And it's about yeah. hypothesis <laughs> testing. And you start with something, but where you start and where you finish are often two utterly different places and it's that journey that journey that from the start point to the end point and going digital cameras have have accelerated the sort of the learning on ICM so fast because you know you can get instant feedback on what you're doing um Mm. directly on the back of the camera you know when Freeman Patterson was doing this in the 1980s in Canada he was using a film camera and he was having to wait between one and two weeks to see back what he'd done, the ICM that he's has right his camera. And, I mean, he's still yeah. going, I mean, it's yeah. still a brilliant, wonderful, creative photographer. But in those kind of terms, digital cameras have really sort of accelerated the learning on ICM sort of exponentially, I would say, particularly over the last sort of 10 or 15 years. And it's people like Doug Chinnery, Valder Bailey, Chris Friel, who've really been sort of at the vanguard of this movement um, since, you know, the the late 2009s, 10s, 11s, those kinds of times, and sort mm-hmm. of really propelled it to the forefront. Um, and in, it's not quite in the mainstream yet of photography, but it is heading... No, it's in not. That ...direction. It um, is. Uh... And, um, yeah, you can, you can kind of feel it kind of heading in that direction just because of its potential i think and its ability to surprise and show the world in a way you 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 possibly have never seen it before ah yeah Yeah, definitely definitely
1: yeah how do you how do you how do you see yourself
3: well they're (laughs) built with with, with, as 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 little as possible
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's funny you say that, Bill, because I, I, I see your uh, intentional... Ca- pe- for people that don't know what ICM is, because, you know, there are, we do have listeners out there who are beginner photographers. It's oh. falling down a hill with a camera in your hand. <laughs> 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 it's Paul with a dodgy tripod. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. Um, yeah. Intentional camera movement. So ha- how, how do you see yourself? I mean... I'm and as a photographer, I look at you and before we started the, the podcast, the recording tonight, I was having a quick chat with the guys, you know, about you as a photographer. And, um, and one of the things I, that I brought up was the intentional camera movement that you, I, I see you as quite well known as a photographer to use it. Um, so how do you oh, think I use? Well, man, um, do you see yourself as in the experimental phase of this type of photography, or someone who's sort of?
3: Um... Yeah, that's that's such a good question because I, I suspect you're always in the experimental phase of oh. intentional camera movement. I, I I kind of think that's probably how it is. Because I've been sort of, I, I, I first came across it um, in an interview in the online uh, landscape photography magazine on landscape. And it was an interview with Doug Chinnery and it was back in 2011. And and I, wow. I love the pictures that he showed. But B, I just loved how he spoke about it, and and uh, I, I'm a I'm a, still a massive fan of Doug's work, and I, I did workshop uh, a workshop with him and Valda Bailey very early on, sort of 2013 mm-hmm. time back when they were still working for Light and Land, I think, and. Um, and I just love how, I A A, I just love how he thinks about photography. I love his creative restlessness, actually, and how he keeps pushing boundaries. It, I mean, certainly a lot of the work that I've seen doing recently is painting related. And, um, and Val de Bailey, of course, has come and Chris Friel, too, both. But Kate um, come from a painting background to photography and Doug's almost going the other way from the photography background to painting, but also still taking a lot of pictures. And yep. I, I just love the creative restlessness, but I particularly liked what you'll find, I think, with a lot of um, ICM photographers, and a lot of us have come from a long exposure background. It's a similar kind of thing. It's, it's mm. it, it, With a long exposure thing, the camera can see something that the human eye can't, and you're sort of yeah. aggregating time. You're kind of squashing it together and mm. taking moments and and sometimes squishing them together or sometimes extrapolating them. And the camera sees that kind of thing over sort of two and three minutes that the human eye, the sorts of things that the human eye can't see. And, and there's a similar thing, I, I think, going on with intentional camera movement. You're just doing it probably for shorter periods of time. I mean, I sort of, I'll do, it, 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 for those of you who've never tried this before, I, I mean, a good shutter speed to start at is something where you'll get guaranteed blur. So something around half a second is a good Mm -hmm. place to start somewhere between half a second and a second and then after that and i would always start with something to which you are naturally drawn because you will you will have an affinity that with that thing which will make you curious about it and then Mm -hmm. after that it's just a question of, of of trying various things experimenting i i tend to think of it as kind of hypothesis testing having ideas trying them trying different movements up and down left to right forward and back twisting motions zoom burst moving the camera whilst your 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 zoom burst twisting to, um, uh, um, uh, uh, opening the shutter for slightly longer taking some of this using your camera as a paintbrush sometimes taking some of the sky some of the ground some of what's in front of you mixing it all together and one of the things i love about this is sometimes quite sharp movement, sometimes quite jerky is you it, the 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 variables in this are, are literally infinite you as a photographer, have an infinite choice of subject matter and then how you choose to interact with it with a moving camera is also infinite because the shutter speed variations are infinite the um the focus variations are infinite and also your movements are infinite and so in that kind of way, a lot of the time, you're never quite sure what you're going to get in, until you start. I mean, if you're interested in starting out with this stuff, so to, um, then it, a lateral and vertical movements, those kind of two planes are often interesting places to start. So vertical movements, say, with trees, you can get some very nice results quite w- quickly with it. just going up the br- going up the trunks of trees with half a second to one second if you find yourself at the coast you know going across the horizon with a camera with you know some some people like to start off with tripods with this i did years ago starting off with tripods and some people kind of still quite like the precision of that but i personally prefer it sort of much more free form much just and hand held and there's all sorts of funny little moves you can do with little judders and little shakes and starting on something and then just flicking the camera off and, and, and you, you'll find you get some nice little detail but also some movement too and and so in that kind of sense all of the variations are infinite and you'll you'll probably have a starting point or an idea in mind when you start and then mm. it's just a question of what shows up when you do that on the back of the camera and for me often if it reminds you of something else Often, some of my favourite photographs are things where I've started off with with one idea and ended up, literally, with something utterly, completely different. Because what shows up on the back of a camera reminds you of something completely different. So you start off with some mountains or some hills, and you end up with a dunescape or or something, or or, or something that looks like sort of in something in the desert, just because the sunset colours say have kind of taken you in that direction so it, 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 for me it, where you are and wherever you happen to be and your choice of subject doesn't have to be your finish point, it's your starting point and then after that it's simply about your imagination and what shows up on the back of the mm. camera at the time I, I always thought yeah. intentional camera movement was um, I could just imagine someone just sitting here with their camera on a
1: tripod and with a hammer and just going bang right <laughs> out with a long shot speed. <laughs> and that was your intentional camera movement I had no idea it was so, you know, I always thought you might have had this special hammer, you know, didn't, you know? didn't leave ships in the side of your lens or something. You know, like, yeah. I, 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 like a plastic mullet or something. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah you can get some quite interesting effects. I've done some stuff in cities where you do set up a camera on a, um, on a tripod for long exposures. Yeah. And then if you've got quite a long lens, you don't actually have to move the camera very much. So if you just flick, the side of the lens with your finger you just get it to oscillate just wobble a little bit and that is often enough over say a two three four second exposure just to blur the edges of things enough to give so mm. to, to lose some of the definition and generate some mystery in the image and just give it as kind of an abstract quality and then after that it's just a question of what else you you choose to do which direction you choose to flick it or if you then take it off and just start properly wobbling it around and but i i do think with this kind of i I think a good healthy mindset for, for this for me from my kind of point of view is is not to worry too much about failure it, it, it i've just written i wrote for the in uh the icm photography magazine as, as you probably know and and mm-hmm. i've just written an article for them which is specifically about not fearing failure and and you know i'm a, I'm an actor for my other day job and, and and acting is full of failure you have to go through that rehearsal is full of failure it, it, mm-hmm. during any kind of given day that you rehearse you're probably going to sort of 50 or 60 percent of it a director will say that's interesting but make another choice make another choice Mm. and i do think photography and intentional camera movement is very much like that but you just you're the only difference is you're your own writer you're your own director and and as you're seeing stuff appear on the back of the camera you're saying to yourself make another choice make another another choice I, i i talk a lot about you know what if what if what if just, mm. just think about the variables that you can change, and also if the subject matter maybe after you sort tried various different variables isn't working for you, just think about what else, what else is there here, what else haven't I seen, what else is hiding in plain sight, what else could I make something of, and mm. and then sort of just seeing what you make of it, and I I I, I do love it. It, it just for. Um, Stephanie Johnson who's the founder of um, ICM Photography Magazine said something very um, I thought apposite in an article that she wrote today which is um, it, it, it's it's, um, it's it's as much about the process as it is about the end result and enjoying the, the, the yeah. journey towards <laughs> as much at, and not worrying too much about the frustration you know Doug Chinnery very early on has always said if you can get five out of a hundred with this as a technique, you're doing really well, and I would really agree. With my experience is absolutely of that. But out of those 500, you wouldn't have got to those 500 without the other 95, Yeah. because it's those 95. <laughs> you know them. You do, yeah, yeah. Because they, for it's like going down a cul-de-sac, and you kind of go, "Well, that's not working. What else? But well, that's not working. What else? Yeah. Or that's nearly working. Something's going on in there that's quite interesting." what is it specifically in there that is of interest to me how can I do more of it Mm. and so in that kind of way a lot of it is it's not a linear process there's a lot of sort of bouncing around from idea to idea to idea and that for me is one of the joys of it is because you just end up often in a sort of in a place far removed from your starting point and at, but without all of those intermediary steps and all of those in inverted commas failures, you couldn't have got to your final destination. Yeah.
1: Well, that's been that's a... that, that's photography, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Robin, yeah. Right. That's photography. How many times do we go out and fail? Ever. Can we can we go out and, and, and come home and fail and be bitterly disappointed? We did probably. I I, I, would, I mean, I speak for myself at least. The amount of times I went out in the first couple of years, and I'm talking film days, which was a big failure because you would get, you'd be so excited to get your results, you know, like a month later, and that was horrible anyway. Um, but, you know, how many, how many times do you go out and, and it was a complete failure? And then you come home. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll use for example, I went out a fortnight ago. I was in the Dolomites for a week. And I decided to go to this massive, beautiful, huge lake with this turquoise water, with these pine trees in the background, this massive mountain behind me. And I've been wanting to go to this place for years. And it's, it's, it's snowing up there in the Dolomites. It's winter. So I hike for about 13 or 14 k's through the snow. So it took me hours to get there. Hours. No food, just some water. I was expecting to find a restaurant when I got there. I didn't. I got there and the lake, it wasn't frozen over. You know, like sometimes lakes can be frozen over and they're beautiful and you can see those cracks Mm -hmm. in them. No, no, it was just like a big dump of snow over the top of the lake. And there was nothing. There's nothing to photograph. So I just put my backpack on, put my snowshoes on, and I hiked back again. I was gone the whole entire day. I didn't get one good photograph, but I didn't get disappointed because that's, that's photography. But years ago, I would have been like, oh, you suck at this. You are a horrible photographer. Give it up now. That's the end of
3: it, you know? <laughs> and it's still a beautiful day in its own right that's kind of oh, yeah. that isn't it and 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 for me i i've i've done a project on on starlings intentional camera movement on starlings and in camera oh, i love responses. that stuff by the way mate yeah.
1: that was awesome yeah. that work that yeah it was beautiful i really really love those images you did there they were gorgeous oh,
3: uh, thank yeah. you this week, I, thank. yeah a bit but one of the really interesting things about that is some days the starlings don't turn up they they go somewhere <laughs> else and so it, 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 yeah, and it kind of means that the days when they do turn up, you're delighted because you know mm. that this is a special night and 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 or, or a special evening. and I kind of think photography is similar. It is we we go out so often looking and looking it's it's a bit like you know we have the search and it's the search for you know whether it's the perfect wave or 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 a wave. And I think photography is very similar, like that. We we go out on the search, and sometimes we don't come back with very much, or ah. or, 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 or or what we had in our mind's eye, or or it, but we still had a good time going out and and investigating and and enjoying sort of spending time with mother nature, and and that is worth something. And yeah. but it also means you know the, the the next time you do get something or the next time you do find something or imagine something or see something or or make something that pleases you you're delighted because you know this doesn't happen every time what was that what was that thing ansel adams he always said you know if he gets 10 or 12 photographs in a year that that he yeah. that he likes he's delighted and, yeah and i i think sometimes we beat ourselves up quite a bit in in you know in the modern world about this it's tricky making sort of photographs that please you and um and uh it, but but boy is it worth it
2: yeah definitely yeah and definitely, i think yeah. i think is as long as you don't especially with landscape photography i've come to the realization lately that if you if you go out expecting a sunrise and a sunset because we're all told that sunrise and sunset are the most beneficial times to go out as photographers if you go out with that mindset you're going to fail an awful lot Mm. and i think if you start to i've started more and more and more to kind of lean away from that and i don't go out on those times quite so often and it forces Mm -hmm. me into looking for a different type of image i think because i think as landscape photographers you can get locked into this sort of thing where it's got to be one of those conditions it's got to be either sunrise it's got to be either sunset and it's got to be that kind of light whereas i think if if you open yourself up to the fact that there's a whole day there's a whole day's worth of light and light changes all the time i think it it frees you up it frees you to uh make better decisions and come up with work that's probably more your own if you know what i'm saying Oh, yeah, it's more original, isn't
3: it? Yeah. You know? yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I, you know what I do for a, for a, for a living when, I, when I'm when i not a, a photographer? and I, I spend a lot of time in the theatre. And so at night, during sort of sunsets and golden hours, you know, I'm on stage often. And so I, I, we're not with a camera in my hand. And for sunrises, we're asleep, you know. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you do theatre and, and you, the show comes down at half 10 or 11 o'clock at night, you're not getting to bed till two o'clock, so you can't get up at five in the morning. And, you know, you've got to have the energy to do a show again the next night. So I I will go out often, like you said, Paul, between sort of 11, 12 o'clock, midday and three o'clock. And one of the things I've learned over the last sort of few years is precisely what you've just said, actually, is that there's all sorts of joy to be had at that time of day and um, and flat light for me is some of the most beautiful light it, it and and you can it's almost like a kind of a dimmer switch is is turned up at the beginning of the day and then turned down at the end of the day but you, you kind of flat light in particular if you've got very low cloud and, and you, you're near a beach it acts like a soft box and it yeah, brings yeah. out sorts yeah. of lovely kind of subtle nuanced shadows in the um, in the sand patterns And everything around it and you can end up with something terribly beautiful that would be completely destroyed by very harsh contrasty light so it's just a different set of 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 lighting conditions but it's all beautiful it's 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 just up to us i think I, 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 i i i couldn't agree more it's just up to us isn't it as to as photographers as to what we choose to do with it i I think i think it was that they came down to probably did would be very
1: highly influenced from from um you know the the film photography days because i mean i remember when i started taking photography i would go down to the beach close to my house and uh, and like you bill i was fascinated with not just water but actual piers themselves you know jetties i was fascinated by the composition of, of this you know beautiful leading line and um
0: Today's episode of the Landscape Photography Vlogcast is proudly brought to you by F-STOP camera bags, backpacks and accessories. Paul, Tom and Matt are all members of the F-STOP Pathfinder program, active users of their gear and highly endorse the product for its reliability, functionality and ruggedness. If you're looking for the best camera bag and accessories for your photography gear, then look no further than F-STOP, making the lives of the visual storyteller easier.
1: And all my photography was done at sunrise. But that was due to the fact that I was limited by the light and I had my, you know, Fuji Velvia ISO 50 film and I wanted to achieve long exposure because back in the the film days, that was as creative as you could get, was using long exposures, you know. Um, And to have a 10-stop ND filter 22 (laughs) years ago... You, that didn't exist, you know. You, you get if you are lucky, if you get your hands on a three stop, couldn't you? And so, um, I, I think that we've been influenced by that. Now into the digital era, it's not necessary that we have to shoot at sunrise and sunset. It's not. Who said the light is bad at midday? You know, mm. really. And yeah, I think it's so changeable, isn't it? Sorry, mate. yeah. Well, this is it. And I think if you, I think. I've
2: realized it more since I've gone full time and I've got all day to kind of go out and create. And if I limited myself to those times of day, I don't think I'd get anything else done (laughs) because, (laughs) because obviously those, those ends of the day somewhere along the line, you have to have time to do normal things. And and if all I would do is going out at sunrise and sunset every day, I'd never be here I'd never be at home So yeah. I think mm. because Because I'm a full time And I'm having to create All the time It's forced my hand A little bit To actually go out and, and be more creative With the light That I'm I'm shooting really Ah You
0: know For me Like the I totally agree Because I don't really shoot woodlands now these days And That soft Sort of dappled light Is uh, Is what I want Um you know, and and to be fair, it, even when it is harsh and bright, there's still opportunities in the woods as well. Or like, or in the big cities, you know, there's. If you've got harsh light, you casts and shadows. It creates a whole new world in terms of that as well, doesn't it? So mm. there's always something to shoot, isn't there? You you're probably looking at the wrong subject if there isn't. Um, so yeah, it's, but yeah, creativity. It always stems back to creativity, doesn't it? You know, there's always something to shoot if you're in that creative, if you're in that zone, if you feel like yeah. it at the time. Um, which for me dictates generally where I go. Um, what about you, Bill? But how how do you how do you choose? Because because look at just looking in your photography, and you know, and you, you you turn your hand to so many different types of. Well, it's just again, it's creativity. You're you can see that. Your sort of intimate shots, the detailed shots of the rocks, and then you've got your ICM of the beach and the sea, and then you can see you've even got some you know stuff of the buildings. You can see that they are your images. You know, I feel like there is nice, Come. yeah, I feel like there is um, similarity in in style across them, even though they're completely different.
2: Mm. I so I, you
0: know, what I mean, so I think I think like your 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 creativity, your thought process that you that you tackle each time you you decide what to shoot or location or subject it's obviously very clear in your head you obviously um obviously you are a creative person anyway as we know but you can really see that
3: i think all the time
0: yeah <laughs> some of the time. yeah i i yeah, every has everyone has their off days but yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's um that doesn't come that doesn't come natural to some people does it
3: you creativity quite yeah it, it, it for me for me it, it tends to be about wherever i happen to be and, yeah. and one of the interesting things about the, the day job that that i've done for the last sort of 20 years is you end up in very different places often yeah. and you often end up in places you've never been before and mm. it, it it there's a lot of travelling involved in and, and particularly if you're doing theatre you'll be sort of travelling to a different city every week usually or certainly every two weeks and so and most theatres are in cities some aren't some are by the coast and um but most theatres are in cities and and then it's a question of and I'll always try and get digs sort of somewhere to stay in the city within walking distance if I possibly can and then yeah. I'll carry a camera and then yeah. it's a question of of what you bump into on the way and and I love that part of it because <laughs> you you you're never quite sure what it's going to be when you turn mm-hmm. up, and 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 also i I remember I took a picture of there's there's a really great subject there's a really great sculpture at um it's called the blade and it's at uh, Sheffield train station and I was doing a gig at the Lyceum in in Sheffield which is one of the big theatres in the city centre and I had some digs which was a bit, we're about half an hour's walk away and but I had to walk through the station. Um, from the digs to get to the theater that I was working in, and I remember on the very very first day uh, our opening we were touring and it was our very first day in in Sheffield. I walked for the for uh, for the first time through the station and I came out the other side and you bump into the blade, which is this sculpture it's a water sculpture really it's a kind of s-shaped water sculpture very beautiful it is too. And the light was just bouncing off it in a really it just it was, it was it, i i it, and and some of the, the the people who were walking past it was silhouetted and it's one of those things that you know you know that whole thing about photography being noticing and we all yeah. tend to notice different things mm. that's what i happened yeah. to notice that day and yeah. at that moment and it was one of those things where it, i had about sort of 10 or 15 minutes and i kind of thought well should i carry on to the theatre or or should I stay and I kind of thought well why don't I stay I'm still going to be in good time I'm not going to be late there was a thing incidentally in the theatre about being late you must not you cannot you must never <laughs> ever 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 be late it's a thing and uh, and uh, and, um, and uh, so it, it, and so I just kind of thought well I've got 10 minutes why don't I use this 10 minutes and and it, it was I, I had just the the most brilliant time just just experimenting and mucking about and and i i've got some pictures that i really like from that day and, and the interesting thing for me was it was that every day afterwards i did the same walk and i never saw it look like that again uh, and uh, and, it, it, and it is that kind of a thing where you you kind of go it may look like that again but you might not be there yeah and, and then and so and it's just it's sort of taking advantage of those kind of moments. And and increasingly, the more I think about this and the more I do this, I, I, the more I think that literally the most important ingredient in photography is time. It's not really place, it's time. And it's mm-hmm. having the time to take the pressure off yourself almost and give yourself a break and just to spend time somewhere and see what you notice. Yeah. And the more of that you have, the, the, it just the more you'll tend to enjoy yourself, it seems to me, and and also the more that you see, and um, mm-hmm. so in, in that kind of way, it, it, it matters less for me increasingly where you are, and it matters more for me the quality of the time that you have wherever it is that you happen to be.
0: Yeah, so that's where we're looking at it,
1: actually. I, I look at you. Well, I've looked at your work for, for for years now, Bill, and and I look at a lot of photographers at the moment, especially probably in the last two or three years, a lot of photographers, let's say, that are very, very popular with regard to social media, okay? So they might not be, um, you know, concrete photographers that are, you know, do workshops or have, you know, they're just very, very popular on social media, let's say. And they tend to, you know, have this style and sort of, it's the movement at that moment and, 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 I've definitely seen probably the last two years, maybe even a bit less poll, this sort of the, the more intimate photography, you know, the more, you know, honing in on details photography. And a lot of people are sort of yeah. moving towards this type of photography now. Bill's Consider, been doing this. considered photography, I would well, ab- rather Okay, let's call sort of abstract yeah. landscaped. Bill's been doing this work for years. Yeah. I mean, um,. He just isn't as active on social media, and it's, it's interesting to speak to Bill, and I I I've seen his work for years I on. I and believe it or not, Bill, I've learned a lot from you with my photography. I mean, I, I first started out for many, many years with a grand landscape, and then there's guys like you. Who have taught me to sort of say, hey, it's not always about the grand landscape and getting that big wide angle lens out and trying to capture it all and get the perfect light and get the storm coming in and get the trees your frame. There's so many elements that you can capture and get creative mm-hmm. with those elements.
3: And you've been doing it for a bloody long time, mate. And I'll. Oh, thanks, Matt. It, that's really kind of you. I. I, I, do, I, I in- That kind of genre, I tell you who was really useful for me and and whose work I admired for years is a a photographer called David Ward, who was uh, a contemporary of, is a contemporary of Joe Cornish's in the landscape world. And and he's written two books, which are quite old now, sort of 20, 30 years old. Um, uh, One, uh, I think, is The Landscape Beyond and the other is The Landscape Within. And they're both just about what's important to him photographically and and mm. he he has a thing specifically just about um giving yourself time and it, I tell you who's also really interesting on subject uh, on this subject is Paul Sanders, brilliant, wonderful black and white yeah. photographer, and just giving yourself time to acclimatize to wherever it is that you happen to be sort of make a relationship with wherever it is that you happen to be. And the longer you give yourself to do that, then the more of the details that you start to notice. Yeah. It, yeah. If because if you're just turning up somewhere and getting the, the seeing the big picture and the big, big vision, off yeah, develop Yeah. And 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 often that is marvellous. Often that is uh, 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 it's a it's a brilliant thing to see. It's uh, a tourist it, photo, isn't it? You know, you rock up. You say, "I've I've paid my money
1: to come to Patagonia. Now I want to take a big photo of Fitzroy." You know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and some
1: I'm, I'm, I'm not going to show the other the world the thing. I can't know money. Am I, you know?
2: Do <laughs> you know why I laugh? Because I'm thinking back to the late district. I was in the late district two days ago. Uh, um, we were up one of the fells, well known fells. And every two minutes I watched, I sat there and watched. We set up for the day <laughs> just to kind of watch the light. And it was about 150 people passed, turned up with the phone, went bang, right off gone yeah there yeah, you go on. and that, yeah. i'm just i'm sitting there with my head in my hands and I'm thinking, oh my god i can't take much water it. <laughs> it's just you've come to this spectacular place and you're literally spending seconds in it yeah, you know dang. you know it's it's not even a, it's just a, a bang there it is that'll do and we just set up today for the whole day just to watch what the light was going to do and just photograph what was going to happen with the light but now we didn't <laughs> though just That's brought to mind yeah, that just brought into to yeah. mind completely, you know. It was just, that's why, because there is a lot of that sort of culture where it's just turn up, grab a shot, gone, that's it. Yeah. yeah.
3: I I was in um, Southern Iceland where, at a waterfall where I, I saw a couple in um, a four-wheel drive It'd do literally that, put a GoPro on the uh, on the dashboard, eat a pot noodle, uh, the GoPro was getting the picture of of the waterfall. They were looking at it. They're looking at the pot noodle, Pot noodle done. They're off. And you can go. Yeah. Oh, great. The GoPro saw all of it, saw all of it, but you didn't. Yeah. It's kind of it, it was a really funny thing. But um, yeah, no, I I think that's right. I think that's right. It kind of, but if you do give yourself a bit of time to and do the big vista and see that and the massive, you know, and sometimes it's a very beautiful thing, isn't it? and it punches you in the face it's like a sort of visceral assault from mother nature isn't it Mm. and then and then and 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 that in itself can be brilliant but there is also something else lurking there often that you just maybe need to give yourself a little bit of time to see and to just have a little scoot about and look at it's that whole thing isn't it look behind you look up look down look in yeah mother nature works in 360 degrees not just 180 and it is yeah. that thing, isn't it, of just giving yourself a bit of time, just to see the other details of what might be, you know, around. And um, a, a, a good friend of mine he did this exercise with with, with us once, and, and and which was, and he's not a photographer, but I I I was a I worked in advertising before I was an actor, and um and I I, I know him from there, and uh, and he's a brilliant fella, really wonderful. A uh, creative uh, individual and he, we went around to his house he, he married a spanish woman and we went around to his house a long time ago now 15 20 years ago and he did this thing about noticing and um and he has a he he, he has a big thing about meditation and, and noticing and he did a, a sort of an exercise on it and he and we stood out and there were about nine of us ten of us there and he said stand there he, he took us out into his garden and he said right just have a look at the garden here, just have a look at the garden and and just clock what you see, clock what you notice. And -hmm. he let us do it for two minutes. Then he said, right, imagine a sort of a square meter, a square meter, a box, a square meter. That's all you're allowed to look at. Have a little look around that for a minute, see what you notice. And then after that, have a look within that square meter, have a look at a square foot within that square square meter, see Mm -hmm. what you notice and for two minutes we we did that and he went within that square foot have a look at the square inch of that square foot if you have to get down on your hands and knees get down on your hands and knees but have a look study it make sure you've taken in every single detail And it was just a brilliant, brilliant thing to do because you kind of go, oh my God, there's all sorts of interesting stuff going on in that square inch. There's how the little, you know, leaves of the grass kind of intersect with each other. Sometimes there's little bugs wobbling their way through, how the light hits it, all of that. And that is happening in every square inch of that garden. And all of a sudden you kind of go, boom, you know, there's details everywhere, if you're prepared to spend the time to look and and, yeah. and to give you the li- give yourself a licence to do it and i, I do, that I, that's really stayed with me that little mm-hmm. thing that he did in his And it only took us about 20 minutes or half an hour but it it stayed with me forever since then yeah, yeah. i also had i must have had a really
1: boring childhood that's all I did when I was a kid. <laughs> just, yeah, Derek. That's, that's, yeah. that's what photography just became easy for me. Well, it didn't become that easy. As long Unlike Derek Mill, I'm a of <laughs> 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 it. was an example, you tosser. Um, <laughs> 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 Man, no, we don't to do beast, mate. <laughs> What's all, what sort was it? Because I'm a bricklayer. What sort no, wasn't a brick? We don't even have bricks in Australia. It's all weatherboard, mate. <laughs> it was a stone. I've lost, my, I've lost my train of thought now. Yeah, what I was going to say. That's what I did as a kid. um It was stare at things and and have that time to look at things and 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 find things and um you know, photography came. Far much later on, I I tried to be a musician. That went really really bad. Um, but <laughs> what what and instrument did he play? What were you playing? I st- I still I I was in a band. I had my band for a few years. Now I, was, I I try and play guitar, horrible guitarist, really really bad. I I enjoy the acoustic, not good at electric. Um, and yeah, took singing lessons, and they were horrible. I just the, the, the he should have just said to me in the beginning, look, mate. Just to save you money and don't come anymore. But he didn't, you know. Um <laughs> he, me fit you off. <laughs> he did, he put me off. I wanted to be a rock star. I wanted to be a rock star never became one, so I just became a landscape photographer instead. Um <laughs> it's funny, there's a there's a big correlation with musicians and landscape photographers. There is definitely, definitely um, to, it's a thing, isn't it? Yeah, it, it it it's yeah, it definitely is a thing. But yeah, that whole thing about you know as you were saying bill and i'm a big believer and i've spoken of this many times i think that photographers uh especially in your adulthood it's about trying to to be a child again trying to enjoy details i mm. um, I really really believe that that's why you know the whole bring it all back again now because i really really think it's important that we have to look at things again like we do as children and it's not about being immature it's about as you said, giving ourselves time again, you know. Yeah, it's we weren't we, as well, we, we? we 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 weren't in a hurry when we were children, were we? Yeah. When we were ever in a hurry, we didn't have anyone telling us to. Yeah, you know, it was just time it was just time.
3: You know, Th- theatre. You know, I I work in it. Theatre is is built on that principle. A play is called a play for that reason. That's what it is. It's a play. You play. And the rehearsal process is about playing. And, and I've mm. loads of directors will say that don't, you, you know, keep that childlike quality, keep that curiosity, keep asking questions. Don't it, it, ever make assumptions about anything, it, you know, mm. or it, mm. and, and be prepared. I, I talk a lot in photography. I, I, I don't think I've mentioned it, but about mucking about, mucking about. It's so important. And, yes. and and you know it, 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 and, and just to give yourself light, and it's back to what we're saying it, it, license not to fail but but license just to muck about and see what you come up with, see what you make and it, it mm. I couldn't agree more with you, Matt. I, I think you're absolutely right about that. It, it's just having it, it is the childlike quality of, of play and exploration and just finding stuff out and enjoying something for its own sake not mm. having to have an end product or something and not having yeah. to have a, it, just enjoying it for its own sake. And I, I and, 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 and yeah. And, and and it, I mean, we talk a lot about it in, in, in acting and, and um, athletes will talk about it and footballers will talk about it. Flow in acting, we call it being in the moment. And it, and yeah. it is that, 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 you know, you know, that thing where as a photographer, where you can kind of be lost somewhere for nine hours, you just lose yeah. all track of time because you've become utterly sort of engrossed and in, 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 encapsulated with, with, you know, what's around you, and 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 it's just allowing yourself that kind of sort of those kinds of experiences, isn't it? Really, and and um, and um, yeah, and, and that's why we. It seems to me that's one of the reasons why we love what we do is the ability to kind of lose yourself, get lost, lose yourself wholly completely in something like you, matt as a musician too i would imagine it's very similar territory all of this isn't it it's kind of yeah. getting lost in an improvisation or getting lost in a song getting lost in a tune it's all very similar territory this where you you just forget the the brain stop the brains st- and the body start to communicate completely in, in, in symphony as one and you stop having to power the whole thing
1: yeah
3: yeah, yeah. 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 And a a delightful feeling. It's a wonderful feeling, isn't it, when it when it happens and you know, and it, it might not happen very often, but goodness me, it's brilliant when it does. Oh yeah. And it is Yeah. That oh, sensation
1: yeah. that sensation you have, Bill, when you when you you take that photo and you just say to yourself, Yeah, I just did it. <laughs> that's hell it hell nip not the shiver <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> when you're in a moment and you take that photo and you got just that feeling in your body just that that, that, that sensation of your whole body I just took that I just took that
0: you mean your iPhone itself <laughs> you don't even you don't even need <laughs> <laughs>
2: within your, <laughs> <and> <laughs> your <out>. <laughs> <laughs> the you through the
1: you, dynamite. You you don't you don't even you don't even need <laughs> to go home and and, and and open Photoshop, do you? Because you know it in your mind.
3: Bang, I just got it. That's a beautiful moment, isn't it? Yeah. it's. It, 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 I, I I do very, very early on when I was sort of using film cameras and, and um oh I actually just converted to digital and um, but I'd come from a film camera background. And um and I went to see uh, I did one of those um, portfolio review things. And I took my work to see, it was for Rhubarb Rhubarb and um, uh, Rhonda, I can't remember her name. I think it might've been Rhonda Wilson. Anyway, she, if, if it was her, I, I, she was brilliant, utterly brilliant. And and she, but she in particular said something to me that is, it, 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 and she, she talked about it and she talked about the latent image. And, and what she was meaning by that was, and she, she t- said to me, why don't you go back and shoot some film for a bit? because there is and it's it's the, the the moment between you pressing the shutter and you seeing the finished thing huh. and and in, in with digital cameras and I've been actually talking about it a lot today about instant sort of feedback in, in that kind of way mm-hmm. using it as a palette and, and and moving it forward based on the ideas that turn up but she was talking about it very much in terms of um that that that, that time. That in between you pressing the shutter and thinking, oh, that was good, and and you actually seeing the photograph, you carry that with you in film days. You carry that feeling with you in a way that with digital cameras you don't, because you get instant gratification. Yeah. And she yeah. said, so if you just remind yourself of that feeling, that is the thing. That's photography. That's the thing to kind of carry with you. And I, I just. I thought it was brilliant, and I've sort of I've tried to sort of keep that sort of that kind of sense, that kind of feeling, that kind of sense. You, you know, when you you just have a feeling when you when, when it, it, exactly what you were saying about when you when you trip the shutter and you kind of go, oh, that's good. And sometimes it isn't. Sometimes you get it back. And it, but <laughs> yeah. the feeling that you kind of carry with you is 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 worth its weight in gold. And um, yeah. and uh, yeah, and yeah, it, it's it's. I mean, so much of this, isn't it, is is emotional. So much of our connection with the outside world it is emotional yeah. and so much of what we're communicating and so much of what we're saying is is not rational really at all. It's our, our own sort of specific feelings and our own specific individual connections with wherever we happen to be. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, the more of that we can um we can sort of take and make in our photographs i think the more individual they're likely to be because we each have very different connections with very different places just depending on i mean you even as a human you will have a different connection with it with the same place on two separate days just because mm-hmm. how you feel whether you got up early got up late in a bad mood it not so what you bring into a room or into a, a place changes doesn't it and then what mother nature is is serving up changes and it. I often talk about that. It's, it's a meeting place, isn't it? You, it's, you're you trying to work towards a meeting place between you and Mother Nature. You bring your energy. She brings her energy. And then somewhere in the middle between the two is a place that you, you, you're trying to sort of, you're trying to meet each other and, and hang out and, and take a photograph of that. And so it's that kind of a thing, isn't it? That kind of sense of, I don't know, something or other sort of emotional thing in there. That's what you're trying to sort of, sort of squish into your camera and, uh, yeah. and that's also the kind of the thing that you kind of end up carrying around with you for some considerable time mm.
0: yeah and it's almost like I don't know about you Bill but when I'm in the woods or when I lived because I lived in Cornwall for about 10 years as well so I totally understand surfing and the, the shooting the water <laughs> but like it's not sometimes it's not always about the image is it like you just said it's about that moment I yes, I know you took the image but you were there physically there, wasn't you? You know, it's in, and the image is like a, you know, it's a, a memory. But that wasn't. Sometimes when I go into the woods, it's not. I'm not necessarily going. I'm going hopefully to try and take an image. But you know, it's all about the emotional connection at that time, and the freedom and being connected yes. to the, to to the woods. Um, and without that. I I wouldn't come out with an image that I would be happy with, even if I got amazing conditions. If I'm yeah. not in the mood or I'm not I'm uh, not feeling creative, I just feel like going for a walk. I might end up feeling creative, but by the time I get to the end of my walk, but I might not be at the start. Uh-huh. Um, so it's not always about the image. I don't find it's it's about just being there in that
1: moment. Um I think it's ninety percent of the moment, isn't it? Really? And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Otherwise, you'd just never do it. It's like the fishing. Yeah. I don't know. Did you
3: guys ever get into fishing? Oh yeah, the old man did, you know, Yeah, yeah, old man as well. I, I, I did. I, I, I did it once. I but I, I it didn't work out for me. But I know exactly what you mean. It's it's yeah. just about the being there as much as I that know. Is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Know. I never. I never caught a fish.
1: Never caught a <laughs> fish. I when a little kid, every single almost every single weekend, I'd get my bike out and I'd leave mum and dad's house in the morning on my bike with my little fishing rod and. Get into the pier and go fishing. Never caught a bloody thing. I still went, we had a brilliant time. Yeah. Actually, I did once. I caught a fish, which is a whiting in Australia. It's quite an expensive fish. And my dad still says to the day I bought that fish. I was about seven. I don't know where I would get the friggin' money to buy a fish from. But anyway, <laughs> congratulations. congratulations. <Yeah. laughs> and, but, you know, like. How many times do you go fishing? How many, how many times you see someone out in a pier having a fish out at the yeah. beach? You know, casting their rod out, never catching anything. No, what the I hell are they doing? More about, more about the experience of it and just taking taking the time. its That is, it uh, yeah. is, isn't it? Otherwise, you yeah. just go to a shop and buy a fish for God's sake. You know, probably would have been cheaper because you know the price of petrol these days. You might have well just <laughs> walked into a shop and yeah. bought yourself a frozen a frozen. Froze and Frisian.
0: I can always always remember in in the the winter months when we lived in Cornwall and I I used to like going surfing all year round anyway but in the winter obviously there's no holiday makers there and it's quiet but the surf's big, chunky and the mad times i have come back and been gone and I know, two hours and my missus would say, yeah, did you catch the cabos? And no, I just got absolutely pounded. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. She says, oh, that's a shame, wasn't it? No, great. I loved it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I yeah.
0: didn't so catch one wave,
1: just got hammered. <laughs> got, pounded, got pounded, froze to death. Awesome. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was good. Really. <laughs> I mean, you come back, you know, you feel
1: fresh. Yeah. And you feel yeah. like,
0: you know, that was brilliant. Yeah. And it's kind of the same thing with the woods or, you know, shooting the, the water shapes or yeah, you mm-hmm. just got to take it, whatever, wherever it is, and yeah, the more, the less you force it, the the more creative it all just comes, doesn't it? Yeah, let it you come to I mean? you. It's that whole thing, isn't it? Let it come to you. Yeah, but you are right. You have got to be there and be there and be there. Um, yeah, and you, you'll get one, won't you?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's the idea, anyway.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Bill, one yeah. one thing I'd like to. To, to, to say to, to you know, all the people that are listening to the podcast tonight is to please take the time and go look at your website mm-hmm. and have a look at your work and try and understand I'm sure you can get a very clear sense of who you are as as a creative person through your photography and, and, and I um I hope that after listening to you talk tonight that people can you know, it gives people a bit more of an excuse with regard to you know this is a landscape photography podcast, but photography in general to, to become a bit more creative and you know try and try and understand who we are as a person and and slow down and look at things differently and you're a great example of someone who does that and I really really um I really enjoy your photography mate because I think you've always not pushed creativity but you've always tried to show that you know, with movements in photography, the way they go, you've always sort of st- stood out for who you are as a person mm-hmm. in photography. And, and, um, and I really, really admire that, mate. And it's, um, it was really, really great to have you on tonight, mate. Yeah, oh,
3: great. thanks so much, mate. That's, that's really kind of you. Thank you. Yeah. It's, you, you just got to be yourself ultimately, don't you? And take. Yeah. I always, I always say this is it, it, to just take pictures that please you. And, and if you do, yeah. there's a pretty good chance you're going to be doing something that's individual and specific. And that's all I've ever done, really, is, is take pictures that please me. And and, um, and, uh, and I, I just love
0: it. Mm. Yeah, well, definitely shows in, in, in your work, Bill. 100%. Yeah, sure. across becoming... very, very natural and um, free and easy. Mm. Um, and the results, uh, the results.
2: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful work.
0: Absolutely, very, very, yeah, yeah, very. Um, I just like so. I I'm just scrolling through your Instagram. There's so many shots, like simple simplicity. You know, like the picture. I can see like a picture of of a double door, and just it's just the way you took it. That isn't a snapshot. That you I can just you can tell there's been thought into it. You know what I mean? And it doesn't matter what you're what you're shooting, whether it's the double doors or the Glifton Suspension Bridge or or a small detail on a rock, you can tell that there's a continual thought process and time gone into each one. Um very inspiring. Um I wish oh, it no went dark because so. so. I probably would go out now, I think. <laughs> Pre- <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah after 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 tonight's podcast i kind of make sure you want to go out and take a photo doesn't it no, that's for yeah, sure yeah, yeah. definitely yeah uh, it goes back to everything paul paul's been saying a lot i've noticed paul said been saying this a lot in the last year or so is when something that you see pleases the eye take a bloody photo on
2: yeah yeah i'm a big proponent of if, if, if you see something that interests you yeah. and that's that's actually if you've come across something that you're fascinated by or or you've it's taken your interest then there's there's a shot there you just mm-hmm. have to kind of work out where it is basically. me mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm. i I totally agree with that i think that's yeah bang on yeah that yeah. i that absolutely sort of yeah yeah good stuff that wise words
2: well thanks very much for coming on bill it's been an absolute pleasure we're going to put all your um we're, we're, um, website details and everything in the description of this podcast where people mm. can find your work please everybody go and check it out and yeah it's been fantastic to have you on it has thanks so much God, yes. thanks paul,
3: thanks, tom. Uh, thanks tom thanks paul thanks matt it, it, mm-hmm. lovely to speak to you guys and um yeah uh, yeah real pleasure thank you and and good luck with the podcast good luck and uh and good luck with the photography too and um uh, and, and see you out there see you out there one day Definitely. Excellent. Excellent mate. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks, Mike. Thank you very much. Thanks, Bill. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me.